2: Boogie well, hates racism and Chris
1: Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform?
2: If I've learned a lot, this I, I'm not gonna say
1: it. That sounds too good. No, it's good, roll. Wrong, not,
2: wrong, no, 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 no. <laughs> if
1: the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep a Milwaukee Bucks podcast. Probably a part of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts, Ty Windish. Join as always by the ubiquitous Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going, sir?
2: Doing well. It's always a good time, Ty, when we get to when we get to talk bucks basketball. I know we've been in the season now. It's 12 games. We're like 15% through the season or something already. Uh I gotta do math now because it's gonna bother me. Yeah, 14
1: gonna point say, six. Go. Oh 14.6. Let's go. Oh let's go. Nice.
2: Okay. Uh so, yeah, I, I feel good about myself now and my math skills, and I uh, I feel good because Milwaukee Bucks still have the best record in the
1: NBA. Yes, yes. Oh, they don't have the most wins, but they have the most wins with only two losses. As we record on, on Sunday morning, I don't know if the Celtics play today, but they will at worst be tied for the best record in the league when you're listening to this on Monday morning. So that is exciting, and I think, you know, in spite of... Something we've talked about a lot and we'll continue to talk about their offense. Not really been that good thus far. The Bucks are a whopping 23rd in offensive rating this season and 26th in true shooting percentage. So shots just not going in at a very effective clip, but it helps when you are first in. We're getting to country mile stages of defense. The Bucks have a 103.8 defensive rating. That means that's how many points. They allow per 100 possessions. Number two, the Cleveland Cavaliers are up to 107. So the Bucks putting some distance, I mean, 3.2 points of defensive rating for clarity. That is the difference between the number two Cavs and just about the number 10 Dallas Mavericks. So the Bucks defense has been far and away the best in the league. That's why they still have such a great record. So let's get into what's coming for the Bucks and hopefully the not the not too far term reinforcements and definitely reinforcements that can help the Bucks offense so this is an exciting thing right Chris Middleton who there was chatter on Wednesday of last week that he could return for Friday's game against the Spurs Giannis and Drew end up sitting that game Chris does too my read on this and we're not going to get too deep into injuries in case there's breaking news later but my read on this, Rohan, was, you know, Giannis, we know Giannis's knee management is ongoing, kind of always. Drew sprained his ankle, so that, that's a thing that can just take a little time. I feel like they kind of said, we get a couple more days off after this Spurs game in San Antonio, not a, not a primetime game, not one the NBA is probably going to get mad at us about. Let's just give those guys a rest, Pray, play Brook a few less minutes, And then maybe we can bring the whole gang back on Monday. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? Maybe more of the gang. But I think that Spurs game, the end of a road trip, did end up kind of being a logical rest game. And I think Giannis and Drew being sort of banged up kind of tilted things from let's bring back Chris to let's just hold everything until we're a little healthier. Because I think bringing Chris back Without Giannis or Drew would be kind of weird in some ways. So, again, don't want to get too deep into injuries because there's news coming on that front as injury reports come for Monday's game. Potential, potentially. Pot- oh, some sort of news. We'll either yes. know nothing has changed or some things have changed. Um, But that was my thought on the Spurs game. I know there's a little bit of concern. I'm not overly concerned at this point. We'll see uh, what uh what comes in the coming weeks.
2: Yeah, I'm just imagining uh, Monday's game against the Hawks. uh, First game back at home since November 5th, I believe. Or sixth? One of the two? Yeah. Um, I'm just imagining it. Like, you, you know that scene in Avengers Endgame where mm. it's just, like, Captain America facing off against Thanos and everyone. And that's Brooke Lopez. And then all of a sudden, like, the, re- <laughs> the portal's open. Giannis is back. Drew's back. Chris yeah. is back. That's, that's what I'm imagining in my head right now. I'm going to have to Photoshop that later. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, I'm here
1: for that. We The patch, the only one we haven't really gotten more yes. shoes on. Yes. We are past a couple weeks. It was supposed to be his cap strain but
2: three calf, weeks was the initial yeah report.
1: and that was sometime last week right we're coming up on the fourth week now i think mm-hmm. um, which is fine calf strains yeah. are tricky you don't want to push it that's you can get into like achilles territory there you certainly don't want to rush a calf strain so yeah reinforcements are coming at some point is what we know right now hopefully um so how is that going to change the bucks is the question there are two guys who have started most of the season that we would expect will be up for losing that starting spot when Chris comes back, one or both. I mean, we, there's been Pat Connaught conversations. Maybe we'll circle back to that later too, but Javon Carter starting next to Drew Holiday in the backcourt, and this is our first episode since the week of Javon Carter where he dropped 36-12 and 12 in an overtime win against the Thunder and then came back in 20. 21 and 6, I want to say against the Spurs, yep. uh, with even less help with Brooke Lopez playing less in that game. So really stepped up more than any other buck across those two games, which is incredible. Uh, he's been starting next to Drew. He gives Drew defensive versatility and then Grayson Allen, who has been kind of, uh, it feels like the just a starting job has been Grayson's to lose since the beginning of last season. He did end up losing it last season. There's a chance that's going to happen again this year, especially with some trade news we'll have to talk about as well. But where are you at right now on, you know, the current starting five, we'll say the healthy-ish version, you know, Javon, Drew, Grayson, Giannis, Brooke, and would you slide in, who would you slide in Chris for, and where are you at on bringing Pat into the mix as well? So let's let's start with Javon
2: here. So Javon Carter, fun here, here's. I mentioned I have a fun Javon stat. Javon Carter has already started three more games this season than he's ever started in his entire career. Oh wow! Total. Yeah. He's before this season, he'd started nine games in his NBA career. He started twelve already <laughs> so far. That's the awesome. Milwaukee Bucks. Huge props to Javon Carter.
1: Uh, you know the funny thing, real quick, is I still get people saying Bud is not going to play. Blood's not gonna play Javon, he's gonna play George Hill over Javon. I'm like, he started every game the Milwaukee Bucks have played this year. Like, I, I, maybe, maybe that still happens. Literally all of the evidence is that Javon is very for he started every single game the Milwaukee Bucks have played. Can we can we not complain about something that might happen that there's no evidence of unless it happens? Thank you. Let's That's
2: let's let's start to give bumps. Bud a little let's let's give Bud a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here.
1: Nah, War is still uh, playing, so let's let's not let's not I go mean like you
2: you take it'll be loose. You would be loose yeah Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Javon Carter, like you mentioned, he has been the buck that stepped up. He had that career night in OKC where it's like you don't have Yadis, you don't have Drew, you don't have Chris, you don't have Pat, you don't have Joe Ingles, obviously. You can have Javon Carter have a career night and lead you to victory in double overtime like with a chance to win it in single overtime. Thanks, Brooke. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But uh, it was... It's just been a complete like revitalization of Javon Carter's career. It's just been incredible to see him grow as a player and show, hey, I belong. I can actually be not only a NBA player, but a high-level productive NBA player who has a chance to be a swing piece on a title contender. The
1: tools, man. The tools on display in those two games were outrageous. I mean... We looked at him as, and this is your comp. I, I'm not forgetting. I'm not going to steal it from you accidentally. As sometimes I do, but the supercharged, I, I, I realization of Delhi. That's what we wanted from Delhi is what we thought we could get from Javon, right? Of like scrappy defense. Javon is better than Delhi was on defense, you know, that 2015 finals aside, but, and, you know, kind of orbit around Giannis, hit threes, make a couple passes. The finishing that he was showing against both OKC and San Antonio and some pretty good defensive. I mean, he's doing it against Shea Gildas-Alexander. Jakob Purtle at the five for the Spurs is a good defender. Like, there's not nobody out there for these teams. They're obviously not great teams. But, you know, I think the Bucks did not have a lot of talent going either. And Javon's still able to get to the rim. These great reverse finishes. His signature mid-range jumper, Marcus Johnson, highlighting tweaks he's made to his shot to make it more repeatable, more sustainable, and you know, showing it that he's one of the he has the ability to be one of the best three-level scorers on the team. I mean, uh, up there with Chris. I don't know who else. I guess Giannis, sort of, but we know the the second and third levels are always kind of touch and go with Giannis. The first levels, damn good. Uh, but it, it was really like eye-opening, even to me, who I think has been. One of the staunchest Javon Carter fans all along. Like, I remember in the offseason kind of getting poo pooed when I said, no, he could be, he can be their backup point guard. Like, he does more ball handling, I think, than he's shown. He clearly can. And I think there's still going to be some turnovers, but sometimes, I, but honestly, since early in the season, I felt like he's really tightened that up too. I think there was some exhaustion late in the Thunder game, which makes sense. Uh, but he showed a ton. And I do think this week, has been tremendous for his status as remaining in the starting five because if he can just carry that aggressiveness some of that shot making over clearly the volume's not going to be the same but he showed more in those two games than i think we've seen most bucks role players show like ever i mean outside of some rare not counting like a guy like Brook Lopez but it it was pretty incredible to see
2: yeah it really was you see a guy who has the potential like we've seen We've seen Drew Holiday like sort of struggle when he's been overtaxed on the offensive end, uh, in big moments, like take the last couple playoff runs, last two playoff runs. Um, which is, it's, it's not, it's not Drew's fault. Like Chris was out last season and it's just like, it's not his, that's not his game. I've talked about that. Um, but you see a guy who can potentially take some playmaking responsibilities, take some shot creating responsibilities. Obviously he's not going to be. Like, especially when Giannis and Chris and Drew are all healthy, he's not going to be, like, a featured featured piece, like, in terms of, like, being, like, top three. But can he be a reliable outlet and be like, hey, if the defense is, like, if it's a dead possession, can you go create something out of nothing? Javon Carter's proven that he can do that. He can do that, in like, reliably. And that's just something the Bucks have been lacking in the starting lineup, like an additional shot creator. So, just getting back to the original topic,
1: I can't really see him leaving the starting lineup. I've got a, st- I got a stat for you. Pulled up oh, live. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Who do you think had more assists? Javon Carter in the last two games? Or Grayson Allen in the 21-22 playoffs? 12 oh games. Oh, God. Oh, no. Mm.
2: It's Javon,
1: isn't it? 18-15 <laughs> in favor of Javon Carter oh boy oh and i boy. do think and i do think even if grayson is a better shooter which he shot 39.6 percent in those playoffs the assists are a big deal and being more we've talked about this with George Hill before being that connective tissue given all the other talent on the bucks i think there's a lot of value in that and javon putting up 18 assists with the scoring in those two games like again no chris no drew no Giannis. like these Passes to Brooke Lopez, who's good, like Bobby Portis. Some probably to Grayson in the first game, in the first half of the first game, when he still scored. Um, but I just think he showed off so much in those couple of games that it's just. I mean, I looked this up on Win and Six. If you haven't listened to that yet, covering you know at least that first game on on Thursday.
2: Yeah, you guys, you guys go through my playback gaffs.
1: Yeah, yeah, that play, not all gaffes, Your playback moments, your your playback highlights. I would say, um, but. In that, I think I pulled up that this is – Javon is the fourth Bucks player in the Budenholzer era to have a game like he had on Wednesday. And it's literally Drew did it twice, Eric Bledsoe did it twice, and Giannis did it like nine times. Of course, so that's, that's what you'd expect. But like it's – we just haven't seen this from role players. I mean those are the two starting point guards in Giannis. Those are the only guys who had done 30, assi- 30 points, 10 assists – it's, it's cool. I'm very excited for Eurostep. Look what happens. Look what happens when you come on the Eurostep.
2: I mean, the GSPN bump is real. Johnny O'Brien's,
1: O'Brien's got to have 50 and 20 somewhere right now. I don't, somewhere. We'll have to look up where, <laughs> but I still believe there too. Bring back J.O.B. Anyway, so, so I guess kind of segue into Grayson then, the other guy. Yeah, I mean,
2: we, before before we leave, Javon, do you do you think he should remain? In
1: the yeah, yeah, I do. And I think I think the offense is almost it's not found money. I think it's important to why he's going to stay. I think the reason he was there to start was the defense, which is still like weaponizing Drew is bigger than either Javon or Grayson impact on defense, and I think that is like that's a big deal for the Bucs. I that's how I feel, and I think. I think they maybe looked at that Celtics series and said, you know, they, they said clearly the offense wasn't good enough and that we're tweaking that. But, you know, having to live with like Grayson on guys like Marcus Smart because West, you don't want to put on guards and we want Drew on one of the Jays. Like I think they really like the flexibility of saying we can put Drew on anyone because Javon either can guard any point guard or we can put him, if there's like a, a roving two guard, we can put him on him too. And I think that is really important. And then we've seen the offensive flashes now. Like I'm all in on Javon. So yeah, I would start him the rest of the year and just let him continue to build what he can do, especially more reps with the starters. And like, you know, let's see two of those reverse layup finishes per game instead of eight or whatever that he had against OKC. But I think that opens up a ton for him and for the rest of the Bucks. For sure, 100%. It's just... Also, look at where we've come. Yeah. Do you remember I had a tweet saying, like this or retweet this if you want uh, Goran Dragic to be a buck? Yeah. And then it didn't work out, and I replied to that tweet, like, whatever, bum, we didn't want you anyway. And I ended up, I mean, I was lying at the time, but it ended up being correct.
2: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Dragic is, he's actually killing it. He's having a good year.
1: Yeah, he's having a good year on a team that won't do anything, but... Yeah. We got a guy who's going to start on a title contender. He
2: did, he did not. He was not the best in Brooklyn last season. I'll say that. Javon Carter, the second best player on Nets payroll this year. I I know that's that's <laughs> the that's it's incredible tie. It's incredible tie. Four billion
1: dollars. He's, and, he's like paid more from the Nets than the Bucks this year.
2: And I don't think we we haven't recorded since that one of the coldest interviews of all time, dude.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I feel a little bad for Zora, but I feel like. I feel like it's a kind of it's the most friendly way possible. But yeah, uh when did you know you just had to keep going, keep shooting? And he just says, When I woke up and then just looks at Zora and says, Nothing else. I totally believe him. And listen, I will say, I think it matters that he doesn't have like five points two assists the next game against the Spurs, which would have been somewhat reasonable given his season averages and, and like what he's done as a player, like I expected more of a dud in that game. I just think it's hard to maintain. Like, oh yeah, I'm I'm the lead offensive player for an NBA team now after being the seventh guy for four years, and he just came out and more or less—I mean, less—but you know, did it again to somewhat the same level. That's super impressive.
2: It's it's ridiculously impressive, and you got a banger of a tweet out of that interview.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I muted it. (laughs) It was just too much. It's just everyone with a cold emoji. Like five people saying he's never going to do that again, which I almost I had to unmute the convo and go back to those people and be like, hey, 21 and six tonight. How are we feeling? But I resisted. I didn't do it.
2: You got the Bleacher Report tag and
1: everything? Yeah. It was nice of them to tag me. There was a time when they didn't do that. So shout out to Bleacher. Ethical tweeting.
2: Ethical tweeting. We we, we love ethical things here at yeah. the Euro stuff. Um, Except for...
1: I'm okay Except- with unethical trade requests, maybe, but we'll get there later in the podcast.
2: <laughs> boss man, boss nine man nine is nine. not ethical, dude. <laughs> I just, I, I'm taking, I say boss man whenever I can.
1: I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sad. It's not his Twitter handle. It's only his IG handle.
2: Yeah, that's all about it. Like, you know, yeah, it doesn't matter. He's, he's
1: like, boss man. They should put that on. The, they need to do the nickname jerseys like MLB has done. His has to say. I boss mean, the man NBA, nine
2: NBA nine. used to do it. Yeah. In the Heatles days, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they need to bring those back, man. Uh, but we can finally segue to Grace and Allen. It's been, uh, it's been weird. He had a, it was strange in San Antonio because he was scheduled to be a starter. He had bubble uh, guts. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, shout out KD. Um, but we, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yep. and, uh, yeah, so he was scheduled to be a starter and everything, and then all of a sudden he gets pulled from the starting lineup, Jordan Wara is starting, and then he's not seen on the bench. Yeah. And everyone's like, hey, what's what's happening
3: here? I, know. I,
1: <laughs> I didn't get my hopes up. It, it would be a very random time for a trade. And it, it it's he was reported out, or questionable actually at first, with a non-COVID illness, which ever, some of the tweets about, you know, he's gripping both walls of the stall right now, the Tex-Mex didn't hit right, or – all sorts of hilarious tweets. Tough game for him to miss given, you know, the context of probably a starting lineup change in the next couple of weeks as Chris gets back, uh, whether he starts right away or comes off the bench for a couple games. I mean, clearly Chris is going to end up a starter one way or another. Um, tough timing to miss a game to so whatever it's Hopefully it's not, you know, hopefully it is a non-COVID illness. I'll say that. Yes. So we've seen those designations change in the past. Um, but, Yeah. Grayson Allen, but no, it's. I I gotta let you talk about Grayson. This is, you know, you spent the summer, I think wisely, saying, I'm not giving up, you know, I'm not trading him right now. I gotta see some more first. You know, the trade rumors are flying. I think that we have to bake that in here. There was a report, I don't remember from who, I thought it was Jake Fisher. Yeah, Jake Fisher. I was gonna say, I thought it was a good one. Um, the Bucs are calling around, gauging Grayson Allen's trade value, which certainly certainly seems to a- a- anticipate or agree with Javon remaining a starter. I'll say that much. But where are you at now on on Grayson as a player and the idea of trading Grayson Allen? It's
2: been up and down.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, it's 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 been up and down. Like one of the reasons, like you mentioned this summer, I was championing the the Grayson Allen redemption to it. And it's been there in flashes. Like, you see, like, one thing we wanted to see from him, and I wanted to see from him specifically, more decisiveness in the way he moves around, especially on the offensive end. Defense is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's on fine. the offensive end, make, it, make him defender. more valuable. fights. Yeah. 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 It's fine. He tries his best. He's yeah. not, like, he's not uh Carl anthony Towns out there. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's It's bad. It's really bad. Uh, yeah. But he's trying. He's doing his best. Sometimes he just gets outplayed. Yeah. It's... On the offensive end, he needs to leverage like his skills, make himself extremely valuable. And one of the re- one of the ways he could do that be more decisive, like do quicker cuts, do quicker movement, quick passes, quick reads, everything, so you can take advantage of a defense leveraged against you. He's had he's had some flashes. He's driving to the rim a lot more. Um, is, he know, on it?
1: I, I is he expected, passing out? I I expected that would be a positive, and it has not been.
2: I mean, theoretically,
1: it's a positive. <laughs> Process over results to an extent.
2: Yes. Like, the, it's the regular season. Like, come on. Like, let, let him try some stuff out. Uh, but he's he's been driving to some avail. Uh he's not been, much. He struggled, struggled at times with his finishing inside the arc. Struggled at times with turnovers out of the passes he does make out yeah. of drives. The vision is there, though. Like, he's trying to do the right play so it's just it's just not it's not fully put together yet
1: so here's the thing Uh, you know the finishing around the rim i can live with so grayson's shooting a higher percentage from three than from two this year which is it's good and not good 30 uh 40
0: yeah
1: like he's just he's just a knockdown shooter type. 42.6 percent from three is his career best number 41.4% Forty one point four percent from two is a career worst number, and it's not honestly on higher per game volume than the other seasons, so it's like a little concerning. Like it, it's, I may maybe just an early season slump. Who knows? And I said I wanted to see more assists. He's up to two point seven assists per game, which is would be a career high.
2: You wanted you wanted two a game, right?
1: Yep, I did not want two turnovers per game. He's up to one point seven turnovers per game, which is also a career high um, by a pretty wide margin, nearly one turnover per game. And I, I could I could live with the finishing at the rim. You could totally talk me into he'll figure it out and, you know, he'll start hitting those shots at a high uh, – more of an expected clip and they'll be fine. The decision-making on drives, though, is like that's not something I think will be fixed in one season. Like that is just – that's just a huge issue. Like when he drives, it's either he gets right to the rim – and probably misses. But at least he gets there. It's fine. I mean, you should probably make the layups. But, you know, Drew gets away with it. So I guess, you know, Grayson learned from example. He's like, oh, I don't need to. I just need to get there. But – when he when he drives and he re- encounters, he, he went to
2: the he, he went to the Giannis school of finishing, but he's not Giannis.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he's attempted some pretty like I really like I'll say the most positive besides the shooting, the most positive thing about Grayson this year is like wow that was a good like kind of like turnaround like post move like scoop I'm like oh you really do you remember do you remember that
2: like ridiculous and one he had like a few yeah. games ago whereas like he was falling. F- forward away from the basket like chucks it up behind him yeah. and goes in uh, yeah that is, he's, he's attempted some
1: good ones he, he's like uh, the ingenuity on drives uh on drive shot attempts i should say has been nice but the deer and headlights not the good kind of deer that we're looking for on the milwaukee bucks the deer i don't, and think, headlights, we're, I don't
2: think we're any any deer and headlights regarding the Bucks is good.
1: <laughs> no no that's what i mean deer and headlights bad other deer is usually pretty good um but when he drives and encounters more resistance than he expected, he's either kind of like flailing into a guy and just like kind of lobbing the ball straight up, which is not good, or he's like turning around and passing. And almost all the times he does this, it goes right to a defender, like exactly right to a defender. And the number per game isn't insane. Like it's less than two turnovers per game. But I'd have to imagine at least half of those are some of the ugliest ones you've ever seen, like really damaging, live ball, what-are-you-thinking turnovers. And I do think his level of play has probably not been as low as some fans and and watchers, myself included, have reacted because the lows are, like, disgustingly low. Like, what was the thought process here at all? Like, did you see the, the clip? I think it was Marcus Mariota trying to throw a pass while he was, like, horizontal and hitting the ground. Yes. That's been Grayson Allen on drives. Like he's like flailing straightforward the balls at a weird angle coming out. You're just like that. You can't just travel. Just travel at this point. Like it's gonna be less harmful, my guy. And it's just been tough. Like I this is year two, some more familiarity with the Bucks. He's clearly trying to add some more things, but needs to go back to the Pat Connaughton school of this is how you drive as an off-ball wing player on the Bucs. My God. And all the talk is about Chris, of course, because they need Chris badly on offense. Seeing a wing player on the Bucks like, catch a pass, maybe pump fake, maybe shoot, maybe drive to the rim without throwing the ball to the other team, traveling twice a game, love you, Marjan, but dribble before walk, you know, anything else, missing at the rim, like, God, I miss Pat, too, like. I need some more <laughs> high-level wing play, man. It's it's. There's been so many moments where an offensive possession just ends because and Wara wore wore a step one inch within the arc and let loose the flat did shot you, that's all straight you, up back iron. <laughs> oh my goodness! Did you, did you did you hear Marcus in the uh, Spurs I, I game? didn't have I didn't have volume on. Tell, but I heard this is funny.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. you need indeed.
2: It was, uh, he gets an offensive rebound, uh, sort of in like the mid-range area, mid-range like wing area. Brooke Lopez is right behind him, wide open at the three-pointer, yep. and he pump fakes a pass before <laughs> actually passing it to Brooke, and Marcus is like, pass the ball, pass the ball, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it was amazing, he, and then Brooke misses the shot, and he was like, yeah, that's because Jordan threw off his rhythm. Like,
1: <laughs> That's amazing. I, I will say, as I tried, I tried early season to be a Jordan Wara defender.
2: That's the best Jordan Wara defense we've seen all season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the funny thing about him is he he's gotten better. He'll have like five possessions in a row where it's like three are really good and two are like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. And then, you know, three straight. It's never just one with him. It's three straight possessions of like, how what is the what is the calculus that results in you doing that on either end and it's like yeah he can't play i mean he's you know i it sounds no disrespect
2: whatsoever but i'm sorry to tell everybody the truth the man cannot play the big game i mean
1: (laughs) i said this in the discord (laughs) and i'll share i'll share i think we're gonna make it a little easier to join the discord if you've been if you've been intimidated before gspn.info discord link click discord access get in the discord because Twitter is, you know, Twitter is on the Grayson Allen decision-making track right now. Grayson Allen on a drive. That's Elon kind of pivoting up, just throwing up stuff right now. Um, But, Wara. I said this in there. This is a little rude, but I I legitimately do believe this. He's going to be an MVP-level player in Guangdong. Like, that's where I'm at. That is where I'm at. I just don't see it on the NBA level. I'm sorry, And like, that's, that's good. That's a good career. If I could make 500 K a year, putting up 40 points a game in China, hell yes, I would do that. Like, I know it's that Rohan's dying. I know it sounds so rude, but that's legitimately where I'm at. Like, I'm sorry, but that is where I'm at the NBA package. And there's going to be some team that takes a flyer. I think they're going to find out the same thing. Like, I just, the pieces are there But they're so disconnected; it it just doesn't matter. Marjan is better right now. Marjan should play over Wara in every possible lineup. And when they're not, the Wex aren't without six guys. Wara just shouldn't play. I would rather see Mamu, who you know has not looked great, honestly. But I'd I'd rather see Mamu, but for sure. You look good with
2: the look good with the herd. Yeah, he he,
1: he beasted up Saturday night, right? I missed that game, but. Yeah. Um yeah. so sorry a, Jordan Wara, the, but
2: that's the that's the clip. Um yeah. so, uh have you seen Taco fall? He's dominating in China.
1: See, I saw him play with the herd. Taco. You know, people traveled to see him.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean it's uh it's it's a sight to see. It is,
1: it truly is. But yeah, it's there's no shame in that.
2: Dwight Howard Dwight Howard's gonna kill it in Taiwan? Like
1: I see people saying Dwight Howard doesn't deserve to have his career ended like this. What does that mean he wants to go he play could, basketball somewhere
2: yeah, he could he could retire but he just yeah want to. he wants to play basketball
1: i just not shooting non-shooting centers non-shooting point guards it's a niche market man
2: also he's been in the league for like 18 years like yeah. he
1: had a great career yeah yeah
2: first ballot hall of famer should have been in the top 75 of all time
1: yeah i wonder yeah so that was that that is unfair he shouldn't have to end his career not being on that list that sucks but you know it's the same thing as carmelo like him not getting a job now like you know carmelo had some to give sure he found a really good role on a perfect fit team maybe dwight can do that too later this season but it's not like these guys are this idea that carmelo was blackballed from the league for what what did Carmelo do for going to the bodega with a bathrobe? Like, you need to do something to get blackballed. This idea that that's, like they don't want Carmelo. Like, what is that? That just means they don't want to sign him. That's that's a different thing.
2: Yeah, it's just, it's different. Like, they, there's a limited number of spots in the NBA.
1: Yeah, like, this isn't a Cole Beasley situation. There's no idiotic talking point that Carmelo espoused. It's just, like, not good at defense, man. It's not that deep. Yeah, it's fine. Like yeah. and he
2: probably he might sign with the
1: team later. Yeah, and so Dwight could too. A lot of times guys will play and come back in like February. There might be a spot for Dwight later this year. Yeah. It remains to be seen. But what were what, you, what were we saying? Uh, Jordan's, dude, Jordan's Jordan War, back. yeah, we can move on yeah. from him. yeah. Marjan though. Uh should we still talk about Grayson?
2: Yeah, so Grayson Allen, I think, is the most
1: At risk. he's gonna lose his, he's gonna lose yeah. his spot. Yeah, for sure. He had a good game off the bench against, um, was that Atlanta? It was. Because he had to start the OKC game, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he did. He did start the OKC game. He did have a solid game off the bench in Atlanta. And uh, didn't he he come off the bench in OKC? Yeah, the first
1: OKC game, I think.
2: The first OKC
1: game he came off the bench. Yeah, because that was the game without Giannis, so Bobby slid in. And then,
2: yeah. Yeah, he was five of six from three in that game. He was he was ridiculously. Yeah, he had a season high nineteen points in that game. Um, uh, and in the second OKC game, he had eighteen, but he started. Yeah, but uh, no, Grayson Grayson has found success in the past coming off the bench. Like it's not a bad thing. Like yeah, it's fine. He'll still have a, He's not gonna like be out of the rotation. He shouldn't be, and he won't be.
1: There's a scenario. I think. I mean, yeah. If you go like deep, super
2: deep in the playoffs, that's it. Yes, but for the rest of the regular season, it. first round of the playoffs, probably second round of the playoffs, depending on how things go. Yeah, he's going to be in the rotation for sure, and because he deserves to be, he's good.
1: But I think, I think you look at like best case, if Ingles comes back and looks good, that I think is really the swing for Grayson. I think that is, I don't want to say death knell because that's a little dramatic, but that I think would be. You know, if there ends up being a Grayson trade, it would not surprise me if it's like, you know, three weeks after Ingles comes back and plays well, and it's like, oh, well, we have our guy who's a little suspect on defense, but gives us a lot offensively. I I think it's a huge if, but the other side of it is like, or is the guy that they trade Grayson for someone that they trust more in the playoffs? I do think. If Ingles is playing well, we've seen Javon. I think Wes Matthews has started pretty slow from the field, but has made a couple of big shots, and he's still Wes Matthews. I think he's still a very helpful player. You know, Marjan is, like, getting into the conversation. I think he could round into a guy where he is logging, like, ninth, eighth man minutes by by the time we are at the playoffs. I don't think he would play late in the series. But honestly, given the defense and athleticism he gives them, I do think he's got more this season upside than I really expected. Like he's he had the real stinker against OKC, but by and large, even with the miscues, he just like really fits well out there. So I'm not surprised to hear the Bucks maybe gauging Grayson's value in terms of can we make a consolidation trade? Because as we've talked about, like from the offseason until now, if they ever are fully healthy, which always has to be an if with this old team that has not been fully healthy in quite a while. They do have too many guys who you're like, yeah, this guy could play, but you know, probably not on this team. Like George Hill. You know, love George Hill. He's trying his best. He had like 17 shots blocked against the Spurs. Like Keldon Johnson looked like a 16-year-old playing with his little cousins, dude. Like, rough. Rough stuff. He
2: was getting to the rim, though, which is good. Yeah, His, his, his shot was getting stuffed into oblivion, which is bad. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, it's like it's not that good if you get to the rim and your shot doesn't make it to eight feet in the air. Like, that's not ideal. And that was what was happening with George Hill over and over in that game. Um, You know, Grayson, I think, is kind of one of those guys. Wara just should never play, but he's a contract and, and salary and everything. So, like, can you flip two, three of those guys into someone you believe in a little bit more? And is that worth it if you can? I think probably. Are we, are know, we talking Bossman 9-9? Nine nine? I mean, we have to talk Bossman 9-9 nine nine because that's the guy who's like floated the most right now. And Jordan Clarkson, the Jazz, the Jazz have the best record in the, in the West. Like at a certain point, we just have to take the L and Adam McGee is going to be yeah. insufferable about this. But that's fine. It's honestly, I would probably be worse if I made this call and it actually played out this way. They're going to be a play-in team at worst. Oh, They're 100%. Going to. They're going yeah. to. Like, we're at a point. You said, what, 15% in the season? They are first in the West. They have more wins, I believe, than any team in the Western Conference. Some of the teams we thought were going to be good or at least solid are terrible.
2: They like, were the we're, first team in the league to 10 wins, like including yeah. the Bucks.
1: I think it happened on the same night, right? But they got there earlier yeah. that night. like. They are just logging too many wins to just be awful, and they're not. There's no inclination that they want to trade these guys right now. Do I think they may trade a guy by the deadline because the value is just there? Yes, but do I think they'll trade enough guys to lose so many parts that and are they giving guys away for free? Absolutely not, because they look are, good.
2: Are, are guys gonna are guys gonna cool off too? Like is Lowry Markkinen continuing to be, be like, Dirk?
1: Literally Dirk, yeah, which is what he's been for the first part of the season.
2: Is that gonna continue? Maybe, probably no, not no. to this level. <laughs>
1: He's good, though. He's a good player.
2: Heliolitic shooting like 90% from three. Yeah. Like, uh, and being and like a better defender at the rim than Rudy Gobert was. <laughs> like, is that so going to continue? Is that going to continue?
1: No. Everything. What? Have you seen the side-by-side? Um, and you know what the funniest part? Andy Bailey, who is like yeah. a jazz guy and like was a staunch Gobert defender, like with a heavy heart. Shared the per 100 possessions and like net rating swings and everything of Rudy Gobert and Walker Kessler. And Walker Kessler in Utah has like the same numbers as Rudy Gobert. And it's like Wolves. And I thought the trade was fine, but Wolves, WYD, man, what is going on?
2: (laughs) And the thing is, the Jazz have the Wolves pick unprotected.
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> unprotected so that that's the other reason too why i think the jazz aren't that eager to tear down they have a bunch of other picks now they're like yeah i mean maybe we don't maybe our pick is not a lottery pick but we have three firsts for like the next five years yeah we
2: maybe we maybe even, yeah maybe we don't get one but we have one at home and it's a marketing. <laughs> like,
1: that too utah what a great honestly great story great yeah it's league. a fantastic it's, it's go ahead
2: no, it, we have to see those hideous uniforms, but it's it's, I, it's I good know. for the league.
1: It's it's like have you seen the have you
2: seen the meme where it's like the worst NBA player like combining like a bunch of different
1: players. Oh, and they put and Utah's like, jersey.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's like LeBron's hairline, Isaiah Thomas's height, DeAndre <laughs> Jordan's hairline, Chris Paul's inability to win a ring. Like,
1: <laughs> the the yellow ones with the huge numbers are the worst jerseys I've ever seen. Um. But it's like not – like usually the NBA is such a league where you can kind of predict. Like, OK, these teams are going to lead their conference and be the best teams in the playoffs. Like the Warriors stink so far. They can't win on the road. Their bench sucks. Utah's great. Like the Phil- Sixers stink. The Heat stink. These things are great. I, I love the the randomness. In, in a league, we usually don't see it. But I don't know. So Adam said he would be fine if they traded Grayson for picks. I don't think that will ever happen. I think they'll always no. get players back mid-season, you know, post-Brogdon. And that, again, was off-season. I don't think mid-season they would just trade. And it's really, functionally, it's hard to do as well. What kind of player would you be looking for? Or what kind of trade? Like, I think, like consolidation, where taking two or three of these guys where you're just like, I like them, but I'm not sure, and taking a swing on something more, I still think that's the model for them. I also sneakily like, can you get a backup big? Search it's been OK. It's not a dire need, but he's also old and Brooke is old. And can you get someone you can keep in the org? Like, I don't know. That could be – it's it's such a limited – Dwight Howard, need. question mark? Uh, you don't need to make a trade for that one. Uh, well, I guess technically for a roster spot, but that's not a trade. I think the, the issue is the same as it was in the offseason of like – it's such a low upside move in the short term that I don't know, but – that's on the table. I'm guessing it'd be more of a wing player or some sort of a guard, ball handler. I don't know. What do you think about like the, the whole concept of a trade?
2: I mean, yeah, a consolidation trade would probably like help. We know John Horst is going to be active at the deadline. He has every single season. He's been the GM of the Milwaukee Bucks. A backup big? That's a good idea. Could you get a wing? Like is Bossman 99 going to help your team? I'd say so. It's like you mentioned we've we've seen some struggling uh, wing play this season, but that's also because no Chris, no Pat, no Joe Ingles. Is that going to sort of sway the Bucs front office away from making a trade for uh, another wing? Possibly. I think it's just that's why I don't think anything was going to happen with Grace and Allen like that San Antonio game. Like you just have to wait and see what you've got. Way, way too early exactly like you you have to see what you have with at least Chris and Pat <laughs> like
1: yeah um
2: before you make any sort of big decision but I d- I don't think they would trade Grayson just for picks just to get like assets because that's just it feels like it feels like asset mismanagement to do that like yeah you, ha- you have to be able to improve the team just trading Grayson for picks does not improve the team
1: yeah I mean it's like it's basically going and it's not really this people said it was this but like, when they traded Dante and uh, number 37 and Hood and got back Surge and, like, I think uh, two picks, something, right? Yeah, yeah
2: second-round picks.
1: Like, that made more sense because, one, you get Surge, which they needed bigs. And Surge didn't really work out that year, yet he's here again. Honestly, had an okay season so far for, for versus expectations. But, like, that, I think – and then Pat gets hurt right after. I think that's why they really couldn't – they need to bring back a player if they're moving Grayson. Because with the, with how snake bit they've been by injuries, it would be just their luck to like, oh, Chris is out for another month or Pat is out for a while right after they trade Grayson. And then it's like, okay, Wes, you're playing 30 minutes now in the regular season and we need you. Marjon is a little bit of insurance against that, but I do think you need a player back who can play. I like Crowder. I do wonder, like, you know, how many defense first guys is too many? I know that that's what they trust in the playoffs. But you still got West. The defense still looks good. He's not as big as Crowder, but he's it's there. Marjon, right now, I'd say is a defense first player. The offense is a mixed bag. I don't know how much he'll play in a playoff series. But it's like you trade Grayson, who's certainly an offense first player. And I think really I'd prefer maybe even if the offensive upside is less, can we get someone who's more well-rounded and not such a – like a like a big split between offense defense. I will say for Crowder, even when he shoots – like badly, he still is like scoring ten points. Like he still finds ways to score. He's a productive player.
2: Crashes the boards.
1: Yeah, is that is that less valuable on the bucks with Giannis and Brook down low? Maybe it's not we've a seen, perfect. We've seen fit. them
2: get. We've seen them get out rebounded though. We, we have recently.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's helpful. I don't think the fit is perfect, but also when you're scrounging around with like Grayson and Wara's contract and Hill's contract, and they have the one first, so they use that. This deadline, we'll see. I mean. Maybe that's an off season move. Maybe it's maybe it's not traded in the near term. I mean, it's seven years away from being able to use the damn thing. I don't know. I, I think if you can get boss man for seconds and, and uh Grayson, and especially if you can can you can we sneak war in there somehow too and either open up a roster spot or take back literally anyone else? Like I'd be pretty receptive to that. I don't know if Phoenix would be, but I would be.
2: Yeah, especially with the recent reporting that like Miami is a potential destination. Uh, with like Max Strus being someone that uh, Phoenix is coveting, like, can they get a better offer than the Bucks offer? Maybe.
1: Yeah, it probably does come down to the sweeteners. I still oh, think you. like, where's where's
2: Jay Crowder going to play? Not FTX Arena.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, Suns, by the way, best at, no second best in the West, like really up there. So having yeah. a really good year. I'll, my my other question on that is like. You know, now that Cam Johnson's out for a while, do they bring him back? Or is it just too far? Is Boss Man decided he's we he won't?
2: I mean, he's like with the way he's been handled in social media, probably it's uh it's a little too far gone. The and irony because he hasn't come back yet.
1: The, the irony is Phoenix is the only good team he would actually start on right now, at least until yeah. Cam Johnson comes. He's not gonna start on the Bucks. I don't think.
2: But he he also he also refuted the claims that it's
1: because of the starting role. Eh, we'll see.
2: We'll see if that's actually true or
1: not. So if you did like Grayson makes 1.6 less million than Crowder per year. So could you do Grayson and War? You'd have to wait is the issue for that. But then can you bring back, I don't know, Josh Kogie on a minimum or something too? I don't think the Suns do that. No? Uh, they won't Maybe. trade Jock Lawndale Is having an incredible season.
2: No, they won't. I don't know what the bigs in Phoenix just feast.
1: Yeah. Well, Chris Paul. It's And he's been hurt recently. True. It rubbed off on Devin Booker a little bit. Alec Burks. How do you feel about Alec Burks?
2: I have no opinion on Alec Burks.
1: He came back and played pretty well. 10 sure. million a year. He's in that range. Pistons are not good. But they just re-up Bojan. Like, they're not in any hurry to sell off guys, I don't think. Is there yeah, on the magic? They, that's, Terrence Ross that's, for the 800th year. I mean, he likes streaming in Orlando, man. Like he—he's very comfortable there. Did he, like, the other day, he said someone in his chat said T. Ross to L. A. And he's like, only if LeBron comes here and a bunch of other guys go back. And I was like, what? Are you talking about salary scales, or is that is Terrence Ross doing like, yeah, I'm not moving unless LeBron's coming here. That's I'm not going to be involved in a trade unless I, I didn't understand his comment. T. Ross, he to wants, he wants to be the,
2: Does he want to be the guy in L.
1: A. <laughs> like? I, I feel like he's very realistic. I feel like I just missed I mean I think maybe it was a salary thing. I don't know. Gary Harris when he's trade eligible, but thirteen million a year is a lot.
2: Yeah. It'll be tough. Mo uh, Bamba kind of stinks. Too.
1: Yeah. He had a good game recently, but who it's else is? It's just bad? there's not a lot out there. Eric Gordon, but nineteen million? No, it's just too not going to happen.
2: It's too much. Mike
1: Conley? You, Way too need, much.
2: Yeah, and do you even need a Mike Conley? Like, if you have Drew Holiday and Javon Garter?
1: yeah, that's the thing. Javon coming on makes guard. We thought guard would be more pressing. Now I just think like either another offensive threat or like can you solidify the wings? My exercise, just, it's, it's like yeah,
2: it's just not a. It's not a. We'll we'll see what happens as the season goes on. But it doesn't look like it's going to be a robust trade market.
1: I think the most fascinating thing would still be they go out and get Miles Turner. And he's like That'd a really super fine. a super bench depth guy. I mean that kind of signals they'd be and this would hurt, but it's like you're probably not re-signing him and Brook Lopez. So that's really tough. I guess you'd get I guess you'd get a year to see, but that would be like the most dramatic like we are going to take a flyer on this backup big thing. And I think yeah. you you pretty much No, will it, it, Wara and Allen would all have to go. I'm pretty sure for the salary to be there, but it's possible. Yeah, that's 16 ish million to 18 million.
2: And uh, just ask Miles Turner; he knows he's available.
1: Yes, <laughs> going on the Woj Pod to reiterate that he is something like that. I think would be interesting, but that's a trade they pr- maybe they only make that like if something goes wrong with Brook. Like again, I just don't see all those players, and you have to throw in assets too. I don't think the Pacers are very excited about any of these guys to get. I just think it'd be weird for them to do,
2: especially when they have like the potential LA trade offer. I,
1: I don't know if that's still. I don't know if mean, LA might be, yeah. LA might be LA might be looking to trade guys and get picks at this point. I, I think they're like what two and ten. Yeah, it's bad. If you don't come back from a certain record in the league, and they've had a lot of their guys. They just are not good at basketball anymore. So, are the Bucs an Anthony Davis destination?
2: Oh God, I don't think that's a good fit.
1: No. Not with Brooke there too. And you don't trade I'm not trading Brooke for Anthony Davis. There's my oh, take of the podcast. I mean, it,
2: yeah, but also like you if you if you want to get Miles Turner, you want a shooting big, you have a 40% three-point shooting big waiting in the wings on the bench.
1: Who? Oh. So yeah.
2: <laughs> He's shooting exactly 40% from three this season.
1: If if the Lakers called and Offered LeBron James for Chris Middleton in a 2029 first. What do you do?
3: Um, <laughs> uh, uh,
2: oh, no. Yeah. That might be the most shocked I've ever been I know that, question. that was
1: great. The The reaction, <laughs> I, the genuine reaction I got from you there was incredible.
2: Um, Wow. Mm. He's
1: I, – <laughs> I don't know. Should I pull up LeBron's stats this year? Yeah, do the it. The thing about like, LeBron is we always talk about down, another down – Actually, you know what? He's not tradable this year.
2: Yeah, he's class. not trade eligible.
1: But everyone's down here for LeBron. LeBron looks bad. 25, 8, 8.8 rebounds, 6.9 assists, 45% from the field, 56% from two.
2: But yeah, he's really good. Yeah. He's also – He's also shooting 24% from three.
1: Yeah. Well, he's he's taking seven a game because nobody else there shoots.
2: And you're trading your best three-point shooter to do
1: that. Yeah. But you have others. Mm-hmm. You have a lot more than the Lakers still.
2: I don't think I'd do it.
1: <laughs> I'm not not interested in acquiring LeBron. And, I do, yeah, think,
2: obviously and so. I do
1: think at least by the summer, LeBron could be actually on the move.
2: Yes. It, would mean, you I do would you would you do the trade?
1: I mean Chris's health I think is the reason I would I would probably do it.
2: Yeah, and he's uh he's he's not like LeBron's actually under contract for longer.
1: Yeah. At 38 year 38-year-old LeBron has been large I mean he's missed a lot of games the last couple seasons also has not been incentivized to play that much the last couple seasons since the title. And I think the what the Bucks what the way they could limit his minutes and really make sure he's right like Imagine a LeBron Giannis pick and roll. Oh my god. The fit is not good. Like the fit is not great. I'll say that. The talent is all, but like LeBron is much better than Chris right now.
2: Yes. That's that's like without a doubt. Like yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes I mean, he's he just is.
1: even even at 38, he just is. He's he's declining. He's
2: That's scored. not that's not what I'm trying to say at all no, to be I know. clear. I like, know. You know. But
1: like last season, he scored 30 points a game on a terrible team with no help.
2: It's he's he's potentially the greatest player of all time. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, imagine LeBron breaking the scoring record in Milwaukee as a Milwaukee Buck.
2: Oh my God, time.
1: Yeah, like I would but would,
2: but would he be okay being second banana?
1: I mean, he has lied to Ed the world and told us that he is second banana to Anthony Davis. Oh yeah, like it's been every year.
2: I mean, but that's LeBron's thing, just lying. Yeah, of
1: course. Giannis lies too. Yeah. <laughs> so they fit they fit in perfect. Imagine they they're like triple doubles on the court and then the postgame presser they're just one-up one upping each other.
2: It's their press game, uh their post press conferences are going to be like that LeBron Kyrie graphic from the
1: finals. Yes. Giannis is going to say I remember I saw LeBron's going to say I saw Giannis play when he was 14. When I was in Santorini for an off season. And I said right then that kid's gonna be special.
2: I, I called Octagon and said, you need to send
1: guys down here. <laughs> like, and this is, guy is it. And then Giannis is gonna be like, you know, I hadn't heard of LeBron, but the first time I watched his highlights, I said he'll be a great teammate in 2023. Yeah,
2: and he's he's he's
1: the best player in the world. Like it's not me. Yeah, he would definitely, yeah, he would definitely say that. I'm not not I'm not interested.
2: Yeah, they both lie and say the other is the the top
1: the top guy. Which is fine with me. <laughs> that works. As long as they know Giannis is one. Yeah. I I just think he's maybe the most realistic superstar who's going to be available in the next year.
2: That's that's
1: crazy. That's where we're at. I mean, they stink.
2: That's is he is he more
1: available than AD? No. But it, we said superstar. Yeah,
2: that's so true. That's not,
1: true. Not not Unavailable elite role player. He scores like two points in every second half. I just I don't I don't get it. I don't get the appeal anymore.
2: No, and he he's been he's been really good defensively, but yeah. like he's he so also Lopez. got bullied. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he also got bullied. You got bullied by Lowry Markman.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, like, I'm, I I I was not kidding when I said I'm not trading Brook Lopez for Anthony Davis. And it's no, why would that, you? if that take gets it, take it, aggregated, people laugh at me. Honestly, the sad thing is. I don't think Lakers fans would even. I think they'd be like, man, we kind of miss Brook. I think we could, we'd probably. They'd be better this year with Brook out there. Oh yeah, that that's would, a legitimate thing with the spacing and and being available and not not shying away from the big moments. Yeah,
2: Brook is like Brook is like a top five DPOI candidate right now.
1: Yeah, should be top he should, one.
2: He should he should be top one. It, like, here's my thing. He should be higher than Giannis.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's it's, like, it's name recognition stuff. Like. Giannis has had a great, a good defensive season by his but standards. But cle-
2: Brooks, clearly been Brooke better. Brooks
1: cleared. Brooks cleared everyone in the association.
2: It's it's ridiculous. He's the best rim protector in the league by far. Um, and also one thing about the L.A. Brook thing. People think like, oh yeah, the Lakers cut Brook Lopez. They didn't like they trade. People think they traded him. People think yeah, they that's cut weird. him. They just didn't he resign a, him. He was a free agent. He left.
1: Yeah. But they like, didn't, who knows? They didn't try to they didn't try to resign him. You don't know that. He was on some pod, and he more or less said that. It might have been the low post way back when. Oh, it might have been. I yeah. remember listening to this in a Taco Bell, and I was like, oh, wow. Well. Now I'm hungry. We're way off the rails. Should we get back yeah, to the actual it. blocks? It's going to be people who are like, oh, why are you talking about trades? They're so good. Like, have you met? Have you, We probably haven't met. Have you heard of John Horst? It's going to happen. They're not going to trade for LeBron this year because they can't. But off season. It-
2: Offseason is uh offseason's interesting for sure. LeBron and Milwaukee.
1: Uh, do I mind if the roster is half a Kumpo's and James's? No, I don't. No, I don't. If you get the best two of those, I'm fine with that.
2: Yeah. It's uh it, it'll be a it'll be a it, family size like, you know? It's good.
1: Sign Alex Costas, Thanasis, Bronny, Savannah. I don't care, dude. <laughs> Give me LeBron and Giannis and like Ten other decent players fill out the rest. However, you want to.
2: Yeah, like Bryce is going to skip skip high school, yeah, and go Straight to the box. That's law. fine. Let's, with me. let's break yeah. labor
1: laws and bring in yeah. Bryce. I don't let's, care. <laughs> pay the fines. We'll start a GoFundMe.
2: Well, <laughs> will pay him himself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, while he while he um, opens a book to the first page and says, "This is a classic."
2: Yeah, it'll be the autobiography that has his name on it, but someone else wrote it.
1: Ethical lying ish, not really not really. No, it's okay. very Bucks logical. Bucks Bucks it's Bucks. Bucks. Yes. LeBron's not coming yet. Um I just want to get ahead of that before before we hear our first Bucks sniffing around LeBron rumor. Uh I feel like we should talk about Marjan unless anyone else from the current roster stands out to you more.
2: No, no, we should definitely talk about Marjan. I think he is the most up and down player we've seen this season.
1: Yeah, 100%. The funny thing, somebody posted this the meme of like uh what was it? Oh, it's the It's Gordon Ramsay reacting to the MasterChef Jr. versus MasterChef. It's like, oh, it's okay. You donkey! (laughs) And it's like Bucks fans reacting to Marjon Beauchamp versus Wara. Like, actually, the stats used to make it look bad. Now, Wara, 29% from the field, 29% from three. Marjon 37% from the field, 27% from three. So neither of them lighting it up statistically, but certainly there's a different level of reactions to both, which I think is honestly pretty fair.
2: Yeah, and the thing with Marjan is its he's either going 5 of 8 from 3 or he's going over for 6. Like,
1: yeah. And there, only, only no 1 deal. for 6, right?
2: Yeah, it was uh, 2 of them, actually.
1: Oh, okay, well, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Both it's, the uh, Thunder games? Or no, uh, it was one of no, the Spurs game. First, one was the first Spurs o- game.
2: First OKC game and then the Spurs Yeah,
1: game. never mind.
2: Uh, in the second OKC game, he was 5 of
1: 8. He has been incredibly inconsistent, which, again, he's a rookie. It kind of makes sense.
2: Yeah, especially with his minutes totals like actually going up, like he's actually getting legitimate chance to play actual high level basketball, which is very very new for him. It's the first time realistically for him. Uh so it's just like you you have to live with these growing pains if you didn't expect this to happen, like come on, what are you what are you doing? Uh but the flashes are there. The first bucket in the San Antonio game tie. Oh my goodness. A little turnaround fade, perfect footwork. I was like Oh my goodness. Yeah,
1: I mean we talk about three level scores. I think Marjon is gonna take outside of Chris, Giannis, and Javon, I don't think any and Brooke, I guess. And Bobby. Okay, is a lot, but there's not a lot of points. He's gonna take he's gonna take mid-range jumpers. He's more apt to take them than a lot of players in the Bucks rotation. I'll say that.
2: Yeah, it's uh like the mechanics are there. Both of us have made uh have made some videos breaking down some Marjan tape. But like it's the, the, the tools are there for him to really, really take off and succeed, especially like his shot mechanics. Like like we just mentioned, it's up and down. The mechanics look fluid. They look very fluid. Yeah. Like he, he has a quick trigger, quick release. Like you'll just see him catch the ball and put it up right
1: away. It's kind of Malik monkey. It kind of just like goes straight out. I remember I always loved his jumper coming out. What is that a random comp again? No, it's just you're just saying monkey. Oh yeah, Malik Monk-esque. That's what I mean. <laughs> Malik
2: Monk-esque. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see that a little bit. I do see that a little it's, bit. I
1: don't think it's as it's kind of flat, but it's just like it just unfurled so so smooth. I thought Malik Monk was gonna be a player, man.
2: He was first on your free agency board a couple yeah, years ago. I was all, he would have looked great as a
1: buck, I will say. He
2: was he was uh had a Bobby Portis if I remember correctly.
1: All right. Well, let's let's move on.
2: <laughs> we all make mistakes, uh, me we, more than we most. Do. Uh no, it's fine. I should thought the I, pistons were going to be 500. Should
1: think? I get an upside down 37 and hang it upside down <laughs> as like the opposite thing?
2: Would that would that make it right side up then? If you're getting an upside down 37 and hanging it upside down?
1: I didn't meant to. I didn't mean what let's <laughs> I looked up another stat that doesn't look as close for these two players. And it's early. What is that? And it's fuzzy. But their net rating on off court is, like, hilarious. So in 147 minutes, the Bucs have a plus 3.9 net rating when Marjon plays. In 215 minutes, the Bucks have a minus 11 net rating when Jordan Wara plays. Worse on the team. Here are the players around him. Serge Ibaka, minus 1.2 in 160 minutes. So, like, they've lost, but not terribly. And he's played with – he also – he plays garbage time, as does Wara. But, it, like, that, he gets sucked into that. Thanasis, I mean, Beauchamp does too. Yeah, it's true. Thanasis, 18 minutes, minus 8.6 net rating. It's not been good. The TA, you know, I actually don't know if TA should be ahead of Wara. It's been bad. AJ Green, two minutes minus 50. So realistically, the only other <laughs> <laughs> the only other rotation player even in the negative at all is Serge at minus 1.2. Javon is plus 0. 0.2. I think like 50 minutes with no help kind of torpedoed that number for him. And then like West is 0. 0.6. So like the only other real rotation player, again, real rotation player in the negative is Serge. And then you look at when they're off-court, the Bucs are plus 14.1 net rating without Jordan Wara, which is – first. so that they're the best when he's not on the court. It's
2: Yeah, we, we, we talked about this earlier. He's bad. It's, like, it's, it's it's
1: not good. It's like Dante coming back from injury when we looked at those numbers last year. And it's like they need to get rid of him because he's like literally torpedoing them when he plays every single time.
2: Yeah, it's just I, – I wish – they could get healthy so we don't have to
1: see war minutes. I I just – I really wanted to think they saw something, that contract, they believe. I don't anymore. Maybe the Bucks do. Bud certainly takes the long view. I I don't th- – I think when they're healthy, we're never going to see him. And maybe maybe he gets dealt. Maybe he doesn't. The second year on that thing looks pretty tough right now though. That thing it's in a, general looks is, tough right is now. Is it –
2: yeah. Is let it me, fully guaranteed? Look.
1: I think it is, but let me look.
2: Yeah, but it's uh I think I, I do believe he's not gonna finish the year as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. That
1: should be Lindell Wigginton. Give me John T. Should, Porter, give me really Joe Week Camp. Should. Like there's three guys on the herd I'd rather have, which is a lot of players. No offense to the G League. That's a lot of players on the G League team where you're cleanly like, yeah, I'll take that guy. Give me give me Alex. Seems that's a two way move for me, but sure. Work I mean, in like, progress
2: yeah just just yeah like the like Lindell, Lindell deserved that spot I mean convert mamu
1: fully guaranteed contract like I like For Mamu war still war. being
2: on a two way is and Wara having a two year fully guaranteed contract is is tough it's a tough look
1: I wonder I'm trying that might have been a cap mechanism that they had to make it enough no I don't think so I don't know doesn't look good.
2: No, maybe it was just to give him more, like a little bit more than the uh, what's the
1: what's the word qualifying offer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I would certainly imagine that we see trade. I mean, there's not going to be reports on this, but that to me, it's it's got to be a trade salary building block, and that's like the the best case for that contract now.
2: Yeah, because like the the fifteen million in luxury tax plus actual salary that they're paying for that Jordan War contract is ridiculous.
1: I, I will say maybe they just really wanted to prove that they're not cheap after all. And if
2: I mean they, they've done that, like they we've did that come this around. Last year. They did. Yeah. They showed us like they're really not cheap. Like you, you think we're cheap? We're gonna pay Jordan War <laughs> this much money. How does that make you feel? Do you want us to be cheap
1: now? Kind of, <laughs> got you <laughs> on that one, but it's alright. Doesn't, um, doesn't really negatively affect the team much at all. And like I said, if they use him as building block in a trade, it does negatively
2: way. affect the team tie. Like they, they like
1: he's literally a negative on the court. Well, okay, yeah, fair. Yeah, I guess it could have been any. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, the second year doesn't.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Paying him more doesn't. I mean, whatever. They shouldn't have brought him back, but it, we're, we're here now. And if again, if they can use him as a building block, like they couldn't pay. They couldn't pay anyone else $3 million. That is worth saying. Like anyone who wasn't a re- like a returning free agent, like they would have had to do a vet minimum, which counts for much less in trade. So this could be, I don't know why you do the second year fully guaranteed. Again, I don't know if it's a CBA thing, but it does give you a building block that you otherwise would not have had. And if that's what it ends up being, that's pretty savvy. And that's what I think it'll likely end up being. I mean, that's the most upside we've got left. I'm sorry, yes. I've given up. If anyone out there has war stock, a, it's literally negative dollars now, which is not possible yeah. in the real world. He,
2: he owes us money.
1: Yeah. And his – well, not us. His stockholders, which is not me. I am – I yeah, am div- cool. I divested.
2: Yeah. He's the he's the only negative on the buck stock market right now, which you can find at gspn.info.
1: Yeah. Um, anyone else you want to talk about? No, Brooke I think still looks that, I
2: think great. Think Brooke looks great. Bobby's been – He's
1: like, he started slow and like kind of pulled it together the last two games. Yeah. Not as good 16. as I would hope, but I mean, it ended up 16 and 12, I think, against the Spurs. Whatever. They were out It's man. It's,
2: it's been all right. Yeah. It's just like, it's tough to evaluate all of these players
1: when you don't have Giannis, Drew, Chris. Uh, yeah. The fact that they split those games is honestly pretty damn impressive.
2: It really is. It really is. Like that, that Thunder win is quality. Cool. That is a quality win, especially against a team who's like not actively losing in the thunder yeah they're trying to win they're they're,
1: they're I think they just beat the things. wolves didn't they
2: yeah but that's like saying I beat the the sixers when they were trying to tank like
1: true the sixer the sixers lose last night uh no they won they oh. won against the Hawks I I'm hating hard out here I look at this I look at the schedule every day and I go oh uh, I hope these four teams all lose wow the Nets Nets keep winning without Kyrie
2: yeah they're four and one without Kyrie And they have a great, they have a great defensive rating. Like it's, it's, it's wild that over the last like four years now, teams have been better without Kyrie.
1: Javon Carter was the point guard they should have kept. Uh, One last quick question. I think I know how you answer, but I do think we should talk about it. Who, who is, are you more worried about not beating the washed allegations George Hill or Wes Matthews? Wes. You're more worried about. Not yes. you're more worried about having to beat the alligator. You're, you think Wes is more likely washed than George? Oh, no,
2: no, no. I thought you were saying if one, if they're both washed, who are you both most worried? About? No, That's how I'm I saying,
1: I'm um, no, I'm meaning like who are you, who are you worried won't beat the washed allegations? Both are dealing George, with oh, right George now.
2: Hill. George yeah. Hill, I think Wes has the ability to pull it over, pull it back.
1: Like, I think it's literally just knocking down a couple shots. Like, I think he's just been cold. I think physically, though, he's looked pretty solid out there.
2: Yeah, like he, ha- he the only time he's really gotten. Cook defensively is that SGA step back three,
1: to, which again uh, it's like he was half a step off, and that's just enough for SGA. Yeah,
2: and he, and he's cross matched onto him too. Yeah, like that's not his actually designated assignment there, but like, yeah, <laughs> it's um that that's tough. But it's like I think Wes has been all right. Like you were saying, he just needs to he just needs to shoot the ball better. Yeah, uh, George Hill just uh,
1: good entry passes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Like he does everything <laughs> fundamental. Like that's you would you're laughing, but I actually think that's a very good skill to have because it's not a skill most people
1: on the Bucks have. Yes, I'll, most people on the version of the Bucks, uh, yeah, probably on the Bucks in general have. But it's like it's not enough to play when they're healthy, and there's just like
2: it. Could, see, here, here's my thing. Like it could be. Like we don't know how this fits together when the big three is playing. We don't know that yet. We don't know how any of this rotation is going to look.
1: I think we can – but we can extrapolate. Yeah, and I think
2: we've seen the ability for Georgia – like the San Antonio game was bad, right? Yeah. But that's because he had the ball in his hands a lot and was actually asked to do things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. I think he likes – I mean, it seems like he likes that, though. He's pretty aggressive with it. It's just nothing I mean, good early, happens. Early,
2: early in the season when we had Giannis Drew and Javon uh, – obviously, we've had Javon all the games, but we had those three together – like we saw George Hill sort of take a backseat. Like he was, yeah. He was doing what we wanted him to do. I just think if he's overtaxed, it's going to look really bad. But yeah, if he's like, fair. if he's in his role, I
1: think it'll look fine. He's had a couple of good games this year.
2: Yeah, like it hasn't been. It hasn't been absurdly bad.
1: His best was actually the OKC game: twelve points, five assists, three steals, two rebounds.
2: And that's when he was playing off Javon.
1: Yeah. Which he was again, kind of in the Spurs game, but Javon just couldn't do as much. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I think it'll be okay. We just have to wait and see.
1: I don't think he's going to be a player who makes their playoff rotation if they're mostly healthy.
2: I mean, that's that's yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair.
1: Yeah, which we'll see about Wes.
2: We we'll see. Indeed, I think he's going to have the he's going to have the inside track for it, but.
1: Yeah, I think... Deserved, deservedly so. It would have to be one of two players really being better than we think down the stretch. Marjan or Ingles.
2: Yeah. That's what it's going to come down to.
1: Him and Grace. The wing rotation is fascinating, honestly. Okay. We're at we're at an hour 10. We talked about trading for LeBron for 10 minutes. I think we'll have plenty of time uh, yeah. to, to cover more of these wing guys, but I feel like for now, it's a pretty good look at the Milwaukee Bucks. For sure, we're I think both we're, on I think we're board done. with starter Javon.
2: Yeah, we are, and how can you not be? He's been killing it. He's been tearing it up, and he he knows when he he, he woke up like this. I used to like... pray
1: for times like this.
2: <laughs> oh man, I don't want to support. The... I, I'll tell you what though, Philly has some of the coldest intros you'll ever see. Oh yeah. Like he, Whenever like you get Meek Mill like performing Dreams and Nightmares, like you can do that every single game and I will never not be entertained. I know. I just I hate feel that it's like Philly.
1: Philly is like the embodiment city version of like a player you hate when he's not on your team. If yeah, I was it born is. in Philly, I feel like I'd be oh, all my in on goodness. Philly, dude. All the things I make fun of Philly for now, I'd be like, hell yeah, we threw batteries at Santa. He didn't bring it. <laughs> like I'd be all in. <laughs>
2: We have to grease the light poles so people yeah. don't climb.
1: Like it's kind of lit in like a groundy way, but like you're like, oh man, that'd be that'd be kind of cool to be like, involved. Like I,
2: yeah, I respect it. I yeah, respect.
1: I it. do. I as much. As I I hate the Sixers, but I'm like, oh man, such a. I do mean, now. I don't respect their team at all because of Harden and Embiid. But
2: I mean, they've been they've been two and two since Harden. It's been uh, Harden's been out two and zero oh in the games Embiid has played in those.
1: Yeah, I don't uh, respect them. I don't fear them. No, no, for sure. I'm serious, but
2: yeah, Philly Philly fans seeing Steve Nash get fired, and it's like, God, it's like, Lord, I've seen what you've done for others. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a good place. We should wrap this yeah. up. Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Eurostep Podcast Network. If you did enjoy the show, you know what you should do, Ty. You should tell your family and friends about the show. Spread the word. Like, if you listen to this and you enjoyed it, go tell two people about it. It really would appre- like, we would and, appreciate it. And then
1: that. if they enjoy it, you have to tell them to tell two more people. That's how we really get this thing popping.
2: Exactly. Like just spread the word. We really do appreciate that. And we appreciate all of you for listening. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you're listening to this, watching this. If you're on YouTube, check out all things GSPN at gspn.info, cruising for a bruising, talk the tundra, make time for this. Uh, it's, it's, it's popping, popping mm. at GSPN. Make sure you leave a five star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice